0: This episode of The Instance is sponsored by Arcane, a Netflix original series from the creators of League of Legends. Dive into League of Legends and uncover the origin of some of your favorite champions with the animated event of the year. Arcane is now streaming exclusively on Netflix. And by Canva Pro. Canva Pro is a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash instance. everybody welcome back to the instance this is the instance episode 655 it is friday november 12 2021 i'm scott johnson joined today by jocelyn kearney it's just two of us today Woo, Woo-hoo! yeah garrett's on a little trip having some fun uh celebrating his anniversary happy anniversary to him and katie uh we should see them next week but uh we're back uh how was how was your week doing all right
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a good week. Um, We had our extra life game day was this past Saturday, and we did really, really well. So thanks everybody for showing up and watching and sharing the stream and stuff. Um, I think we raised over thirty five hundred dollars as a team, and and I'm almost at my twenty five hundred dollar goal now. So uh, yeah, it's just we've been flying this year, and it's been so much fun. And I really appreciate the support because I've been feeling not so hot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh so i did the whole stream without a camera which like as a twitch streamer that's like kiss of death for viewership but you guys were there anyway and that was awesome so thank you (laughs) yeah i stopped
0: by as well i i really enjoyed uh when i when i showed up you guys were like fighting tech issues or something
1: oh my god we had so many tech issues all day it's brutal (laughs) it's like the first time i've tried to stream games since I switched to just a one PC setup, so I had all of my settings as I did with my two PC setup and my computer uh, was like, ah, no, yeah.
0: that stuff's <laughs> always a big pain in the ass, but it looked like you guys were having fun. It was always fun to check in and uh, saw a little bit of you guys playing um, uh, dead by daylight, which is always fun to watch. Yep. So uh, yeah,
1: we anyway. had a, we had a really good time. Ryan is actually completely hooked on DVD now because this is the first year we've played where I haven't played on my main account. Okay. I smurfed. I'm sorry. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Did you just destroy yeah. everybody and wreck the uh, the MMR or, or whatever? Like I,
1: it wasn't too too bad. It wasn't too bad, but it was okay. definitely much, much easier than what I'm used to. But normally I drag Ryan up to, you know, top ranks with me and he just gets destroyed. Yeah. So this time he was like, oh, low level stuff, this is more fun. Yeah. I'm not dead in the first 2 minutes. That's not, not so
0: bad, I guess. Uh well well done. Uh it was super fun to listen to and I hope others got a chance to do it and grats on the number. That's that's uh, really cool. Uh Yeah, we of, got
1: some more stuff uh coming up in November and December as well. So we're not done yet. But oh, wow. uh but yeah, we had a really good um main game day.
0: Nice. All for the kids, man. All yeah. for the kids. Uh, I did want to say a quick thank you to everybody out there who hopped on board of our new Patreon this week, the Instance Patreon doing well so far. Super stoked about it. I want to welcome to the show Julie Cool who joined in at our rare level, uh, Phil Fisk at our Warforged level, and Deke Wheeler at the Common level. You guys are all awesome. And everyone else who jumped on board this week, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping make uh, our Patreon successful in its first week. We really appreciate it. For those who are like, oh, I want to get in on that, get some of those cool benefits and rewards, head on over to patreon.com instance today. All right, our big topic today. Where are we with video game TV and movie adaptations in 2021? Now, I will admit part of the reason this came up isn't because we're all sitting around going, oh, I can't wait for the latest, greatest thing in video game, movie or television, it came up because that uncharted trailer is garbage. That's why it came <laughs> up. And, uh, or at least it seems to be. I mean, who knows? That thing may turn out to be just fine and true to the game and totally blow our minds. And who knows? Like, I don't want to judge anything before I actually see it. But the trailer was a little worrisome. But we are kind of entering a new era slash phase of, I think, quality when it comes to video game translations to film or television. And... In particular, we're going we're gonna to play some, some clips today from some of these things. Uh, we'll talk about some of the sort of middling successes to, you know, things that are considered quite well done. We'll talk about the stuff that really failed hard, what's on the horizon, and maybe what we want out of our favorite medium converting itself to television and movies. And I seem to, when I talk about this and when I was writing this up, I, even, I emphasize the idea of television more than film. Because I'm of the opinion that's where this stuff is going to thrive more than just one-off two-hour movies. Um, I think if you're going to, for example, take something like Halo and make some quality entertainment based on it that is outside the video game, you're going to have a way better chance of hitting your marks if it's a serialized television show, uh, preferably with multiple seasons. Something on a streaming network that's known for this sort of thing versus trying to hammer it out in an hour and a half to two hours and make it fit everybody's vision of what Halo should be. I just don't think a movie is enough. So I'll probably harp on that a lot. I apologize in advance. Um, But let's start with Arcane. Have you seen any of Arcane at all yet?
1: Yes, I did. So I watched the first three episodes, which I think is all that's available right now there. It sounds like it's, it's, a nine episode season with like three episodes being released at a time. And each of those three episode like chunks is a story arc. So they all tie together, but they're also in a way kind of self-contained.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it, I've seen... So you're ahead of me. I've only seen the first episode completely and the start of the second and then got okay, I Okay, I
1: won't spoil anything yeah,
0: and then. We, <laughs> and, we, and we'll keep... By the way, everybody, we'll keep, try to keep spoilers out of every all of this. But, you know, if we mention mm-hmm. something, we, we apologize in advance. But uh, so this is the show Riot put together uh, with Netflix and, you know, production companies and all the stuff you do to make a, a thing like this. Uh, it's based on League of Legends, these characters, this world all League of Legends origin stuff, I am very unfamiliar with lore behind League of Legends. In my mind, League of Legends, Dota 2, and every other MOBA out there is basically just a version of the Warcraft 3 mod that started all the MOBA craze to start with. So in my head, it's it, there's not that much depth there. Um, but as it turns out, at least by if I'm measuring it by this show, there's a whole hell of a lot of depth there. And maybe it's just in the show and not in the game. But uh, I was blown away by this. I don't even play the game. I don't have any particular allegiance to it. But I think Arcane is rad. Like, really cool. It looks cool. I think the world building's really cool. Um, we talked about this at length on Core yesterday. But I'll try not to repeat myself too much. But um, there's, a, there's a combination of style and voice work, sound, and just these visuals and even the story which you know the story's not going to win oscars but all of it is working together in such a way that i this might be my favorite adapted video game thing of all time and i don't play the game it's based on and that really surprised me what did you what did you think after 3 episodes
1: I had a lot of the same thoughts because I came to it with maybe even less. Like, I think I've played League of Legends for maybe an hour, like four years ago, five years ago. Like, it is not a game that's on my radar. I don't pay attention to it at all. I don't know any lore. Um, And so I I was, same as you, Scott, very kind of surprised at the depth of the characters and the world and, like, how well thought out it seemed to be. And also how kind of dark it is mm-hmm. like and, and again without spoilers or anything it goes some places yeah. that i did not expect like it's got maybe because it's animated i kind of thought like ah, oh, you know it's animated it's a you know not necessarily kids show because there's plenty of animation out there now that are not sure. for kids <laughs> sure. yeah. but uh it just like i had this like feeling or idea in my head where i was like oh you know whatever like it's gonna be all like happy fluffy oh my god they did what
0: yeah oh yeah yeah they're not afraid a lot of
1: happy fluffy (laughs) they're
0: not not afraid to cuss once in a while they're not afraid to get a little bit adult they're not like hardcore adult like i would call this something like a I don't know, I'd call it PG-13, I guess, or something. Well, yeah,
1: I think it's rated like 14A, which is like yeah. about PG, maybe one step up from PG-13. Yeah. I think our ratings in Canada are different than yours in the States. Yeah, you guys have,
0: uh, <laughs> and then they get the whole Peggy business. Oh, no, that's for video games over in Europe. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point is like um, it, it it has an edge to it that I think is mm-hmm. it, is definitely in its favor. Um, and it doesn't come off as just, oh, here's a kiddie take on, you know, on this thing. So I think I think if anyone was worried about that, they shouldn't be. Um, you know, I don't know the intent of this sort of thing is hard to suss out, right? Nobody's actually saying, well, we made this show so that people will play our game. Um, one would think that that's a side effect of, of the possibility of having a hit show. Maybe some who've never checked out League of Legends will now do it. There's certainly links in places that say, get more Arcane and check out LeagueofLegends.com today and that sort of thing. So, so certainly there's, there's some benefit there. But I don't know if that's the full point of this. I think the point of this might actually be, after seeing this anyway, I think the point of it might be, hey, this is really good on its own. And here's its own thing. And it can be successful on its own and and live in this, you know, this TV space all by itself. It doesn't need to have so much connected to the game. In fact, the name Arcane has little to do with the name League of Legends. And the name League of Legends is barely eligible on the logo, like down at the very bottom. They don't seem to be going too hardcore into like, you know, this isn't Transformers or He-Man trying to sell toys. It it feels more, this feels like legitimate, like entertainment from a bunch of passionate artists, writers and creators. And I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. I expected, I don't know what I expected, honestly. I kind of just thought I was not going to be interested and instead, I'm I'm kind of blow, blown away by what I've seen so far.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely you know. interested in the TV show. It did not make me want to play League of Legends at all, though. No. <laughs> like, yeah, there, you're right about there not being a whole lot of not that there isn't tie in because obviously there's a ton of tie in. Um, I went and actually like looked it up like on the League of Legends like wiki and i was just like oh man oh, okay so you know oh that's a character and that's a character and that's a character and i was like oh i had no idea that there were you know like all of these different characters being shown it's basically like an origin story for like five or six of the i guess their are champion champions champions maybe? yeah,
0: yeah. I think they
1: call them um that. in league of legends so it was kind of this this really interesting way to get into the universe but it didn't make me want to like play the game at all i was just like i just want to see more of this super cool universe in this tv show like (laughs) because again like when you play the game like you're you're playing a moba like (laughs) there's no like lore in the game as far as i know right like there's no like single player story content it's like well, I imagine very similar to Dead by Daylight where mm-hmm. it's like if you want to, you can read the big huge blurb mm-hmm. that comes with every single one of them that tells their backstory, but you yeah, know, I would do you, I would or argue do you just go which one's meta and which one's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would argue there's more story in their card game spin-off. Um, why can't I think of the name?
1: Rune Terra. Rune
0: Terra, Rune Terra. Yes, that's the one. There's more story in there about that place, that lore, that setting than the game it's based on, League of Legends. And so uh, so yeah, you're, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel driven to do that either. So I just think that's an interesting aspect of this because, um, I guess it's always been true. If you make a book based on, or a movie based on a comic book, part of the, I don't know, side effect of that is that some people might pick up the comics, right? Cause they hadn't heard of them before. It's like, Oh, who's this? Uh, I don't know who, to, who's a good example here. Uh, <laughs> guardians Man of the galaxy. <laughs> good example. Cause guardians of the galaxy, nobody had <laughs> even really heard of, you know, if you're a hardcore comics fan, you have, but You know, it's a weird thing of the 70s. It wasn't really, you know, not popular popular in a modern way. The movie flips that on its lid, and like a lot of the MCU does, with a lot of secondary characters. And now suddenly everyone's interested, and there's some great new runs of Guardians that you can read and pick up. So I'm sure there are people who do that. There are probably people who will play League now because they had discovered this arcane thing. Um, I'm sure, you know, mileage may vary, but that's an interesting aspect to this given that these are two very different kinds of entertainment. One is this purely consumable thing, and the other one is this interactive thing. And I feel like we're just now getting to a place where it's possible that those two things can equal each other in quality, benefit from each other's quality, not just be garbage. Like, video game movies are known to be, for the most part, on the whole garbage they're bad <laughs> right and then well, something like this comes along
1: think that they're bad right because <laughs> i think that that's that's kind of the difference and i think that that was also true of a lot of early comic book stuff too right is critics freaking hated them like they were terrible but fans usually got a lot out of them and sometimes they weren't the greatest but uh, i mean no video game movie up until now is going to win an oscar <laughs>
0: yeah no you're exactly right so uh I want to play just a uh, a touch of arcane. This is just uh, snagged out of the out of the trailer, but give you an idea of what you're looking for in that in that show. Here you go.
1: When I was a kid, me and my sister, we played a game where we
0: pretended to chase monsters away. I'd say no monster's
1: gonna get you when I'm here. Then a real monster showed up. I have to find her.
0: Very intense business there. Got to find that sister, yo. Um, that's the character Vi, played by Haley Steinfeld, who is great in everything lately. Um, I don't know if you remember her in True Grit, but she was amazing in True Grit. The, the Coen Brothers remake of True Grit. Oh, my gosh. She's so good. <laughs> she was very young then, but she now, uh, you know, she's got her music career and her acting. She's, come, she's the new uh, Hawkeye in that Hawkeye thing. Uh, oh, okay. Out. Uh, I'm trying to think of her name in that because I always forget. Uh, Kate Bishop, that's the character. She basically takes over. Well, the assumption is in that series she'll end up taking the reins because that's what happened in the comics. But um, she's great. She's in that Dickens in the show. Bumblebee was decent because she was in it. I think she's. I think she's really talented. But anyway, uh, that uh, that tone you hear there, just kind of the sound of that thing. That's the show. Like it feels. It feels like that kind of throughout. Another good one on Netflix that I quite like is Castlevania. Uh, I think that show is really cool. Here's a taste of that. Do you think you can? If you're really a Belmont and not some runt running around with a family crest, you might be able to. Let's find out.
1: Belmont, you can't do this.
0: Tell it you're a floating vampire Jesus here. You've got nothing but insults, have you? A tired little... (laughs) <laughs> They're always kicking each other's ass alright that show is also great again great cast The I forgot the guy's name but the guy that played Baltar on Battlestar Galactica plays uh, Alucard in that if you're a fan at all of the Castlevania games it's a good fit if you've never seen Castlevania or played it it's still good um, it's a little more traditional anime you know cell animated and you know feels like, a, like an anime but uh, it's very good that thing's I think three seasons long two season three whatever um, I think it's three So it makes me, so here's the question and there's, we have more to say about more kinds of, of, of these presentations, but I feel like I'm leaning toward animated more than I am live action these days. I think there's just a better opportunity there to show these worlds, these characters, what they do in those worlds in a way that I don't know, feels more natural to their source material than a live action recreation. Not in every case, but in a lot of cases, um, you think I'm onto something with that? Like do you think the best the best video game stuff is going to look like Arcane or is it going to look like, you know, Castlevania or or are we still do we have a stomach for people dressed up like Nathan Drake trying to look like him? You know what I mean? Like I I feel like animation yeah. has a has a animation has a, an edge here or a lead. Well, the
1: thing is, I think it Closer to the source material, right? And it it also removes you from cheesy special effects that don't quite work, right? Like, the Warcraft movie, I think, was okay from a special effects standpoint. Nothing looked too crazy, but at the same time, if that was just animated, it probably would have been a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially if you're looking at games like less so the Uncharted, but Series, But like anything that has a magical element where, you know, anything can, you know, do any shape changing or, you know, has crazy spell effects, all that kind of stuff. You can try to do that with like practical effects, but sometimes, man, it just ends up looking goofy. So I think the animation is safer in that way because you can capture things and do things in a way, regardless of the style you choose for your animation, you can just do so much more with it without having to worry about, you know, a special effects budget and, you know, where can we spend it? Where do we have to, you know, maybe... I don't want to say cheap out, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) where do we have room for, you know, doing something super cool? And where do we have to maybe like either avoid something entirely or not do as as amazing a job of it? So uh, I think that there's that live action versus animation thing when Mm -hmm. it comes to video games. We're also used to seeing stuff that's not quite as realistic, right? So it just, again, I think animation just lends it or like bridges the gap a little better, and you don't have to worry about any uncanny valley stuff either. Because sometimes, man, there's just like <laughs> there's some faces on those orcs that are just like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, and that's
0: the other thing. Like this arc, the arcane to go back to arcane is very stylized. Like mm-hmm. from the get go and throughout, there's never a moment of like we're tr- we're aiming for some ultra realistic anything. And I think it's to its benefit um, that they stick with that stylization, and it's got a weird painterly look, but but three three-dimensional animation but everything looks painted um hard, it's really actually kind of hard to describe how that how that show looks and i'm not saying everything needs to look like that moving forward certainly not but um it, it's 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 clear to me that that was the intent was to stylize that world and i don't think it would work in a live action setting or not as well no um they would struggle with that and maybe with the right minds involved you know you can do a lot with really amazing vision in live action, um, you know, elephant in the room, Warcraft had, you know, all the potential in the world, certainly IP wise. I just can't help but feel like had that imagine Warcraft as a series and imagine it stylized like arcane. You're having a very different opinion of Warcraft at this point, you know, like I feel like that would have, that would have not saved it, but I I made a big stink about this on core last night. Uh, John will remember he's in the chat room right now. But I kind of went off on this. I'm I'm still annoyed that Blizzard, for so many years, and I, and I and look, the streaming world isn't the same as it was. You know, isn't the same uh, six years ago as it is today. So when the Warcraft was being pushed to theaters, uh, it's just a different time. And maybe if it was today, they'd have made a different decision. But it bugs me that the the creator of most of these IPs that this stuff is based on, including this Arcane slash League of Legends stuff, has all got our, its roots back to Blizzard. Um, that Blizzard isn't the one in the forefront of this. That they're not the ones with a Diablo show, with a StarCraft 2 show, with a with a Warcraft show, or movies, or more of it, or something. And the fact that others are doing it without them, the likes of Konami and Capcom and other game companies who you know have way less of a right to make cool animated stuff um like alexa shut up i don't know why she's talking i didn't say her name gosh dang it she's stupid sometimes smart smart speaker give me a break anyway uh, uh john made a really good point yesterday saying that oh what was it john i just forgot it cuz my stupid echo acted up but he basically said ah i can't remember <laughs> It was good.
1: Seems like an odd point to make.
0: (laughs) It was so good, but I can't remember. All right, well, forget it. Oh, oh, it's the timing thing, right? So had they been able to do it now, they should have. But I would argue that they did have the wherewithal, the knowledge of where things were headed, the money, the resources, and the talent to take Overwatch directly into this space. Those short films they made for Overwatch, every time they'd introduce a new character or even in the early days when they just first showing it off, We're exactly in this vein. 100% built to be a successful, quality, cool series. They could have done it. I don't know why they never did it. That stuff just petered out and they stopped. And it annoys me to no end that they didn't do it because I just think it was theirs to have. And now we're talking about Arcane. Now we're talking about Castlevania. We're talking about other stuff. And they're not there at all. You know, there was rumors of a Diablo show, a Diablo uh, anime that was in the works. We haven't heard jack about that since 2018. So it just kind of bums me out that they're not at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, no, I agree. Forget about all their issues right now. Like all none of that. You know, I'm trying to keep that separate. Just just purely from a, who owns the IPs, who has the money, who can get this done. If there was ever anybody that could, it's Blizzard. I mean hell we'll see a, we'll see that Call of Duty show before we see this other stuff <laughs> And I don't want that
1: <laughs> Well I mean, I mean the thing about a Call of Duty show is just that like uh, it's it's based on stuff we've already seen like there's a gajillion military things right like I, it would be really cool to see something in the overwatch world or the diablo world or the or i mean starcraft starcraft has great story in universe building i would love to watch a starcraft tv show and i don't like sci-fi that much like i'm much more of a fantasy person mm-hmm. so i mean like it would just i feel like it has the potential to do so well and the parent company is choosing to go with war stuff. Like there's a gajillion war things. If you're into war things, Yeah,
0: you want to watch guys shoot each other with guns. Boy, I got good news for you. Those exist (laughs) in perpetuity. Um, There's other examples of success out there. Certainly the mortal Kombat series was at least the first uh, movie and it's most recent one did. Okay.
1: I love um, the new one. I did too. I <laughs> it liked just, it. It was so stupid fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: I had a good time with it. I feel like that, that was in the spirit of the first one. Um, in that it was just a good time. It's like, here's this game. We're going to be super overt about it. And there's going to be lots of references that the game play. you know, people who played the game are going to immediately call out and go, Oh, he said, get over here. That's Scorpion. Hey man. <laughs> Like that, those, those movies are pretty good at that. The second movie don't even, let's pretend it doesn't exist. Annihilation is an abomination. It's a horrendous movie and should never be seen by anyone ever, ever. It's bad, really bad. (laughs) But the cartoons are good. The animation stuff's good. The most recent uh, Warner Brothers one called, I can't remember the name. I watched it and really liked it. It was violent as hell and and rad. Anyway, so those are okay. They seem like they kind of got their head on there. Um, then there's this weird films. There was a whole bunch of them, uh, based on resident evil, the resident evil series. They had almost nothing to do with the game that they were based on. One or two characters would pop up, but for the most part, that game was not about resident evil. As we know it, it was its own thing and they're rebooting it. And I'd like to share with you now a clip from the new resident evil trailer. Okay because that seems like they're actually going to go for it here. Anyway, here it is.
1: Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin of evil. Why are you back here, Claire? Your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this.
0: I'm afraid, Claire. I'm afraid of what they're gonna do to this town. All right, so get your get your re shoes on, Jocelyn. The time is now. It's back to <laughs> basics. Claire Redfield's in there. Uh, I don't know if Jill's in this or Barry, but they're in that mansion. Uh, they got the whole looking. The whole thing's looking real, real old school. Like they're actually gonna try to attempt to make that story. And yeah, if,
1: I think they said, I think they smooshed the first and second games together.
0: Mm. I think oh is that what they're doing okay well explains why I think so. claire's and well wait claire didn't show up till. why did claire show up uh i forget was that three so maybe they're putting maybe all three are getting all mushed i don't know but anyway uh you'll never hear a line like this is my guess you were almost a jill sandwich there's no fun in this game unless <laughs> unless barry's there referring to your sandwich uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's coming. Watch for that. There's that animated Mario movie, which is all sorts of controversy surrounding that thing because of the voice casting. Nobody likes that Chris Pratt was, was uh, hired to be the voice of Mario. We have no idea what that sounds like, looks like, is intended to seem like. Uh, we don't Nintendo know the premise. Nintendo said
1: they're happy with it, though.
0: They do. I mean, do we try, do we, are we cool? I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it just seems, it seems odd like an odd choice but maybe i don't know what i'm talking about like i don't think he's going to come out and go let's go and talk like that i think oh but scott what if he does (laughs) well then maybe i'm in maybe i'm on board now if he does i don't know but like i don't need someone to come out and do an italian stereotype and i don't need somebody to come out and just do the let's go and woohoo and all that even though that's about all he ever says oh there's gonna
1: be at least one woohoo like there has to be
0: (laughs) There will be, right? You can't make that movie without without the reference. So now that movie has become less about me going, oh, I'd love to see what they do with a modern animated Mario movie, which is what they're, you know, it is animated. Um, and I am interested in that because I think you, again, animation affords you a, an opportunity here that live action didn't. And that's the reason that old movie did not succeed that well, even if some people like it. I know people do. I'm not saying it's bad. Oh,
1: yeah. There are some people who are just on it in the chat room. Oh yeah. The original Mario, super Mario brothers movie is so good. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Someone said in there,
0: Bob Hoskins was my Mario. I understand. Like I get, I get, if you're a kid of a certain age and that thing came out, you're going to, and it's cool. I have no, no, no qualms (laughs) with you, but the potential here I think is improved by the fact that it's animated and it can get a little bit weird and strange. Uh, I just don't know how this characterization stuff goes. And there's not just him. Like, He's the controversial pick only because he's the biggest name in there. And he's the titular character, but there's a bunch of other actors hired for this movie that are also weird. It's a weird, it's a weird cast, man. Like, it's just odd. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I hope it's good. And I hope like Sidian says, they're making children's entertainment. Yes, they are, but you can't avoid the, you can't avoid this concept of, uh, a lot of these viewers, or a lot of people, grew up on this stuff. I mean, I played Mario when he was called Jumpman, and he was just trying to get Donkey Kong. Like it's been that <laughs> Donkey long. Donkey
1: Kong also is in this movie because there's rumors that that's going to be the next Nintendo movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: So for me, I don't know. Like I want it to be. It needs to be. You know, it, it needs to be all uh, good, kind of all the way through. And also, I would take issue with the idea that they hired Chris Pratt for the kids. The kids don't care. If you're a kid who do you, why do you care about Chris Pratt? You don't know who that is. You may have not even seen Guardians. If you're if this is children's entertainment, then the Chris Pratt pick doesn't make any sense. The Chris Pratt pick makes sense because he is known to other audiences, older audiences. So, I don't know if I buy that. But whatever. That movie has to succeed and it can't succeed on the shoulders of, you know, 8-year-olds. It has to be a well-received movie in general. And right now, if Nintendo's happy with it, I am willing to wait and see how it plays out. All right? I think he's a good Peter Quill. I liked him on Parks and Rec. I like Chris Pratt, generally. I just think it's a weird it's a weird pick. That's all. Nothing mad about it. No, I'm not mad about the guy. Hey, guys. Let's talk a second about Canva Pro. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this thing, but... Man, has it made my life easier. It's a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. That's, I mean, I can't think of a better way of describing it. Click, 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 bam, you're done. Designing with Canva Pro is fast, easy, and fun to use. You can use from thousands of professionally made templates, which are easy to customize, with a simple drag-and-drop features and tools. You can start from scratch if you want to, too. But there's a lot built in there. Canva Pro comes with endless premium fonts, photos, videos, more elements and give you, you know, the personality and style that you're looking for. You're trying to achieve something cool. Well, here's how you do it. Get all this and more with a Canva Pro subscription. Stay on top of team projects with an easy organizing system that allows you to share, edit, and comment in real time with Canva Pro. And with its content planner, you're going to save time planning, creating, and posting all your social media stuff. All that content. Much, much easier. And, um, you know, you and up to four teammates can unlock Canva Pro for just twelve ninety nine a month. That is incredibly... A, well, a, a good value. A well, a well value? Well, it's both those things. Anyway, it's really great. I went and made a couple of logos and some splash pages and some animated stuff in seconds. Why couldn't you? Well, you can. So go check it out. Wow your audience with Canva Pro. The easiest way to create presentations. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash instance. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash instance. And get your 45 day extended trial. And I want to talk to you guys today about Arcane. Oh, Arcane. It's a nine episode, three part series that follows the story of two young girls, Vi and Powder, born in the Undercity beneath Piltover. Some of this is really familiar to some of you right now because you're big league fans. Their eagerness to prove themselves will set in motion a series of events that will take their relationship to the breaking point and transform them forever. Witness the animation event of the year to see the champions you, you already know and love, but like never before, Vi, Jinx, Heimdinger, how about Jace? Their stories will all intertwine in this action-packed series. Whether you're a long-time League player or you're just brand new to the whole thing in general, maybe you're just playing Runeterra right now. Arcane serves as a perfect in, uh, introduction to the vast world of League of Legends, focusing on the origins of some of its most iconic characters. It's so cool. You already know this because we talked about it in the show. It's amazing. I can't say enough about it. I can't wait for the final episodes, and neither should you. Dive into the stories behind one of the most played games of all time, discover the secrets of Piltover and its undercity, and prepare for the epic battle that is only just beginning. Arcane is now streaming exclusively on Netflix. Okay, Uncharted. We'll play We'll start... (laughs) <laughs> we'll start this difficult discussion by playing this clip from Uncharted. Okay, this is from the trailer. Here you go. Enjoy this.
1: There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost.
0: Let's see if this gives me a takedown
1: notice. Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A
0: little old for prom, aren't you?
1: everything in here why the map this path that ferdinand magellan took to sail around the world you know your history
0: all right so marky mark and uh spider-man together at last uh making <laughs> making your uncharted movie why are we so concerned about this one do you think what do you think it is
1: uh, i just okay so to me i i don't have like a a A big attachment to the Uncharted franchise. I know some people played it from day one and really loved it. I've played them now, but it's not like wasn't part of my like formative gaming years or anything. But a lot of people have a lot of serious ties to this franchise. And I think at least for me, Nathan Drake looks too young. I love me some Tom Holland, Mm. but like my Nathan Drake is older and like grizzled and little like wrinkles and like you know, he's seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like Tom Holland looks fresh out of high school and I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. He'll always look that way. <clears throat> he just has a young yeah. look to him. And I know they're aiming here to say, well, here's Nathan when he's younger and here's Sully when he's younger. Cause Sully's much older in the games uh, than Marky Mark is here. And so this is like a more of an origin thing mm-hmm. and it might be fine. My bigger takeaway, my, my bigger problem with what I'm seeing in that trailer. And again, it's just a trailer. I'm willing to wait it out and see how it goes. I hope I'm wrong. Because uh, I have a I have a real affection for that series, um, it, it, my concern is that it is, it looks too shiny, too clean, too, um, I I need some grit in my in my spelunking cave dwelling. Go down there, find an art, ancient artifact business. And everyone's just wearing too clean of clothes, and it's too. He
1: gets there near the end of the trailer. It gets a little, little bit grimier, a little bit dirtier near the end. But I agree, there's a lot of polish and shine yeah. on on the movie. Yeah, just this, from the trailer. From the trailer. This
0: is my same problem I have with the upcoming um, uh, Wheel of Time adaptation coming to Prime. The the for all I know it may be amazing, but the trailers make everybody look like they just got back from wardrobe, and it was everything was perfectly clean and. uh, they feel like extras on the set of like a Stargate SG one episode where you find a planet where no one's, they haven't quite developed fully yet. So they just look too clean. They gotta, they gotta get that stuff going. So I'm not, I, but the one thing I wanted to make sure we didn't do today is just be those internet people that are like, it looks like (laughs) shit. Everything's bad. Cause I don't, I don't know until we see it. Right. But yeah, we have what we have and all we can do is hope. And it didn't, it didn't instill me with like a lot of confidence. Is my main? Yeah,
1: I have. I have two kind of major things I think in the trailer, other than like the the aesthetics. But it was just. It looks like there are a whole bunch of pieces that are pulled from all of the games, which I think is too big of an undertaking. Trying to take all of those games and put them into one movie, Mm -hmm. like there's just there's a lot of different set pieces that come from the different games, and I'm just like, oh man. I don't know if you're going to be able to tell a coherent story, like at least with the Tomb Raider movies, the like the newer ones, like they followed the game, like almost like shot for shot, it felt like. Yeah. And it was like a game, not right. all of the games smooshed into two hours. So sure. that's my first kind of story concern. And the second one is I really don't like and, and Tomb Raider was guilty of this, too, but um taking video game physics and applying them to the real world that mm. scene where he's jumping up the cargo things coming out of the airplane i'm just like okay i can oh, suspend yeah. some belief well mm. what the heck are you doing here yes you yeah. did that in a video game that doesn't mean it applies to a live action like interpretation like why are you doing that yeah that's a
0: really <laughs> good <laughs> point right out this goes to this goes to the animation stuff earlier that mm-hmm. works in that environment and you stylize that up <clears throat> and nobody even blinks an eye at a thing like that. And you're like, yeah, that's also part of Na- That's something Nathan Drake would do. And it seems natural here because again, animation, affords animation you this yeah. thing, you can suspend that disbelief a little more. You do that in live action. And yes, you feel the reference, right? You're like, Oh, like from the game. But then you go, yeah, but did you need to do that? <laughs> you <know? laughs> Could you have done something else? Yeah. Like uh, free Rangers makes a good points. Like that Legolas and the Hobbit thing where he's, jumping up the steps as it as the, as the cements. Oh, I hate that so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate it so bad. So bad. But anyway, we'll see but if like they...
1: But even if you, if you look at the, the Legolas example, at least that's like a fantasy setting in a world where he's an elf and there's magic, right? The, right. Our physics are not necessarily applicable, but like you're talking about, uh, A series that takes place on Earth with a mortal human main character in an airplane that we can all wrap our heads around and relate to, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's no stretching there. Mm -hmm. That's how physics is supposed to work. Exactly. And, and like, we all understand that. Yeah. And then you see him going, like, hippity-hoppity up the luggage, and you're just like, (laughs) no.
0: (laughs) yeah that i forgot about that that's actually kind of a a bummer for me as well um there's other stuff coming uh we have the second season of the witcher coming which technically that series is based on the books and even more so first season but you can't deny the popularity of the witcher has a lot to do with those games and uh it it even getting green lit for a series has a lot to do with the success of those games despite its, its adherence to the books but also Henry Cavill's version of Geralt of Rivia is right from the, it's right from the games. He talks like in that guttural voice does all that stuff. Like, uh, you know, that's a pretty cool show. I'm excited to see what they do with season two. Um, there's some others, Sonic the Hedgehog two coming out soon. We got a new tomb Raider on its way with, uh, what's her name? Alicia Vikander. Is that how you say her name? Not Alicia. Sure. Erica, whatever it is. (laughs) She's great. She was in, uh, uh, that space movie that now I can't remember. Anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to do just any names.
1: Nailing it with the names yeah, today.
0: <laughs> really killing it with these names. Uh, Ex Machina. What was her name? I can't think of her name. Anyway, she's great. Uh, so that's coming up now. In the works is interesting. We got this. Uh, according to every source I could find, these are all in some kind of production. Minecraft, although currently delayed or kind of on halt, and nobody knows why, and it's been a bit. So who knows what happens with that? But they were making a. I think live action Minecraft movie. That might be a bad idea. Just gonna put it out there. I mean, maybe. Maybe you can pull it off. It sounds real dumb to me. Uh Last of Us at HBO, that's happening. That's a live action series. I think that's gonna be pretty cool. Looking forward to that. Uh Call of Duty as we mentioned, Halo's getting uh you know, Halo's been on permanent. We're working on it mode for years and years now, but uh apparently something really is gonna happen there. Borderlands, the division, Duke Nukem. Could be interesting. Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, Gears of War, Just Cause, and Middle Gear Solid, all these projects are in some sort of production right now. My guess is a few of these won't make it, um, because that's just the way Hollywood works. Stuff just gets cut all the time. I mean, Un- Uncharted, for example, has been, you know, bounced around for how long? 10 years? 12 years? Different directors, different writers, different actors, then they changed it, canceled it, started over, like, I'm surprised it, it ever got made, to be honest, but, uh, that's that sort of stuff. But I thought, okay, so we had all that coming. I thought it'd be more fun, though, to talk about what we want to see, okay? What games are not getting film slash TV treatment that should? I would like to start with my favorite pick of all, which would be Fallout. Now, regardless how you feel about the Fallout games, if you set a live action, and this could gr- be great as live actions, live action Fallout, New Vegas in particular, uh, if that was your setting, Hot Damn Almighty, would I tune into that, watch that, pay for that, whatever I got to do to get it? I think that would be great. Um, How do you feel about the Fallout series these days? Are you into it?
1: I'm not so into it. I poked around in it, but Fallout was never really my thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know a lot of people super loved it. Like, oh, man, Kimmy from Ladies of Leet back when they were still making Ladies of Leet. Yeah. Man, she was so into it and just loved it. And I was like, I want to love it because Kim loves it so much. There's yeah. got to be something here. But it I could never really get into it.
0: Yeah, Nicole's still a big fan. I think she still plays the 76 thing. She she really got into her group.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a couple of friends that are into the 76 thing, even though the launch of that was so terrible. But yeah. apparently but, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah,
0: they've cleaned their up, up their act. I mean, it's still like, hey, do you want to play a game that's basically survival mode, multiplayer, Fallout not a full campaign kind of game. If that's still abhorrent to you, then you're probably not going to want to play it. But it's a much better game these these days, I think. Um But Fallout as a universe, I just think is rich with some cool ideas. And I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for post-apocalyptic anything, so you could pretty much make that and I'd be happy. I put Elder Scrolls on here. I think there's some there's some stuff to mine there. God of War <laughs> there's would be a interesting. Lot there. <laughs> oh, they totally would be. God of War could be really interesting, and that could be a case where you don't have to suspend disbelief so much because it's a fantasy like that. You can get away with a ton in a God of War movie in terms of these physics problems you're mentioning. Like uncharted is meant to be grounded. You know, here's a dude doing stuff and he might be really good at it, but he shouldn't be able to do that with all that cargo coming out of the back of the plane. <laughs> but in God of War, you're like, yeah, he's got a giant ax and he can throw that thing really far and it'll come back to him because it's magic and we're okay with that. We can suspend that disbelief. I don't think God of War has real potential. Um, I don't know who I want to be Kratos, though. It's got to be a grizzled, big-ass mother-effer. Who would it be? Let's cast him. Let's cast
1: Kratos. Oh, man, I'm terrible at casting. I can never remember names of anyone of anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's so easy for people to go. What about the guy
1: from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: Oh, uh, Batista. He could Drax. maybe do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I bet He's, he could he's do pretty.
0: That. Yeah, put a beard on him. Uh, he's already bald. You know what? That's not bad, and he's getting better as an actor. I really liked him in some recent stuff, uh, actor-wise. He's he's great, but it's funny. Everybody wants to do wrestlers every time, and I don't blame you. They're big. They're big dudes. You know, they're 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 big dudes. When I saw Batista, really sold me in uh, Blade Runner uh, during that first scene. He's not there very long, but he's really good in that role. And I just thought, well, is it all going to be like Drax from here on out for your whole career, there, dude? And I don't think so. I think he's great. Gerard Butler couldn't do it. You'd have to bulk him up again, and I think he's done with that. Uh, Let's see what else we got. Among Okay, this is what I want. I want an Among Us series.
1: This is my favorite idea on this whole games we'd like to see list. Like, at first I was like, wait, what? Then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. This could be
0: ridiculously good. So this is what I want. I want Among Us, but not cutesy, not animated, not looking the way it is now. I want them to go hardcore into making Among Us, but a super serious space horror game where somebody's killing people. You don't know who it is, but you build your whole space movie around it and you call it Among Us and go hard into that. Like, don't dink around with like, well, it needs to still sort of be like, no, I'm saying this is a case where I'm saying go hard in the stupidest direction you can think of. Because otherwise, go this is rated dumb.
1: R, go like a crazy tentacle murder to the face, like do all that stuff, do it all
0: and have multiple yeah. endings have, you know, uh so <laughs> so like some people are seeing a different murderer than other people have people getting airlocked who didn't do it and have it be really hard, like horrible airlock moments of getting shot out into space. And just make it dramatic. Well, yeah, you shit. have
1: to have the deliberation meetings for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They'll all meet in the galley kind of you know, alien style, like they always do in an aliens movie or whatever. They always have a place where they're all eating. They all gotta gather in there and decide who's gotta go. Oh man. You could do it on Netflix, do a series and do it like that uh choose your own adventure thing they did with uh Black Mirror. Um mm. whatever that was called.
1: Bandersnatch?
0: Bandersnatch. Do something like that. Let the let the let the home viewers. Dink around. It's not going to happen.
1: Or do a TV series where every episode, a different one of them is the killer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Until no one's left and uh, have him have to do menial shitty tasks, you know, (laughs) like, oh, I got to clean the leaves out of this vent for some reason, you know, like all that. (laughs) I would love and it. have
1: like the camera looking at them and like seeing the other guy coming up to them. And you're like, why can't they see yeah. all of the tasks they're taking up their whole screen? Yeah.
0: Sign me up for this bad idea. I think it's a good one. <laughs> no, um, I
1: think it's great.
0: I <laughs> mentioned dead space. That's that would be an excellent film as well. Just straight up space horror. I love that stuff. Uh, Zelda. You wrote in here, Zelda. And I think that's a good pick, um, especially for an animated stylized take, do it in the, in the vein of breath of the wild or something maybe don't have his weapons break every five seconds. That'd be cool. (laughs) Um, But you know what I mean? Like you could go, you could really go places with, with uh, a Zelda series, I think. Um,
1: Well, I think the thing is that when it comes to, and I think that this might be why the, the Mario movie might actually be pretty good is because if you have games like Mario and like Zelda, they don't inherently have a super complicated story. Mm -hmm. They're fairly straightforward, which means that there's a lot of room to expand in a movie. Whereas like if you've got some of the other things that we've been talking about, like the Elder Scrolls of the world, there's so much lore already there that anything they try to do to compress it into a two-hour movie isn't going to work well. And that's, I think, where TV shows make a lot more sense. But like... I don't know if i if a if a Mario or a Zelda or a Donkey Kong TV show would be any good mm-hmm. cuz it's like then you're trying to stretch it out too much I think those kind of more simplistic story games make good movies because, you know, you can kind of play around with the idea versus stuff that already has a lot of story and a lot of lore. Like that stuff you probably need to make into a TV show to have just more time to tell the story.
0: Yeah, because you're actually that's a really good point because you already run the risk of having a gigantic. Let's say you're going to do Elder Scrolls. You not only have the 300 years prior ESO lore, which is now thick and rich and super vast, and then you got all the stuff from. Uh, Just Skyrim alone would be would fill, you know, multiple films. So what you're forced to do if you're doing a movie is say, well, we're only going to choose these three, four aspects and there's our movie. And that will never satisfy fans ever. Exactly. there's too much. So you got to go full Game of Thrones, but don't screw up the ending. Um, (laughs) But you got to go big and long and, you know. Uh, Far-reaching and, and and really really glom onto all the aspects everybody wants you to do. That's why I'm also worried about the Wheel of Time series. That thing is an epic in the books, just an epic of all proportions. It's like makes Lord of the Rings look small. It's it's huge, and I hope they can nail it because there's a lot to cover there. And um, they seem like they might. I don't know. I mean, I'm actually really excited about that series, but I wish everyone looked a little dirtier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't look like cosplayers at the local comic con. Like those look like costumes off Amazon. I don't know why they just do. Anyway, uh, I like Horizon as an idea. You put that in here as well. That has all kinds of possibilities. Be amazing. Uh, Horizon's amazing. Uh, a good Warcraft adaptation. Uh, adaptation.
1: Yeah, yeah. We kind of already talked about that and and our ideas. I think they picked a, a poor, even though it was kind of like the origin story of like how we ended up with Orcs on Azeroth. Man, if they had made that an Arthas movie, I think it would have had a different outcome.
0: <laughs> yeah. And one thing I should mention, somebody out there is going to hear this and go, you guys forgot these five or six other things. I know. Like, we didn't mention De- De- Detective Pikachu. We haven't talked about, you know, other movies that are based on video games. Um, what was the uh, the Prince of Persia one, which I thought was all right at the time. The Jake Gyllenhaal thing. It was fine. It, was okay. <laughs> it wasn't great. It was okay, though. I know we're not mentioning all of them. We can't in, in, in its entirety, but uh, there are some movies out there that are about video games that are all right. People like Wreck-It Ralph. They like the new Jumanji thing, which is very video game based. I loved the new Jumanji
1: yeah, <laughs> so it's much.
0: It's really good. It's like legit. And I'm not good.
1: normally a Jack Black fan, but he made that movie for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he's good in it. Uh, Free Guy. I know a lot of people really like that. I still haven't seen it, but that's that came oh, out this year.
1: Scott, you have to go see it. Did you like it? I really did like it quite a lot. <laughs> I, th-
0: I do want to see it. Patrick is all boohooing it on Twitter, but he's French, so I can't. You know, it doesn't count. <laughs> the French have weird tastes. Uh, Pixels that was bad, but I liked what they were going for there. I like big, big Pac Man attacking New York was cool, but uh, that movie's ooh, real bad. Do not see that. So I thought it'd be fun to see uh, the top what what the what the world thinks the best ones are and what the world thinks the worst ones are. So I ran to Rotten Tomatoes to see. What the, uh, you know, combined meta scores were for uh, best to worst. And it's not opening up. Why? Okay, here we go. I got it. Uh, they claim the very worst film in their list of 45 films based on video games is Alone in the Dark from 2005. It has a 1% tomato rating. Um, this was Christian Slater, Tara Reid, Stephen Dorff, Frank C. Turner, a Juve Bull joint. He never made good movies. Anyway, Alone in the Dark, bad, bad movie. Uh, so I'll give you bottom three. House of the Dead from 03 is at 3%. And Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li from 2009 is at 3% also. Uh, Annihilation right up right next to it. Uh, let me skip to the top three. See if you agree with these. The Angry Birds uh, movie two from 2019, 73%. It's pretty good. It's respectable. It's not bad. Never saw it. <laughs>
1: No, I have not seen the Angry Birds movies either. I remember seeing they were making them, and I was like, "Really?
0: Yeah." It seems like an odd, it was a very odd pick. It um, seemed
1: like a like a money grab, but I mean, if seventy three percent of critics liked it, maybe I'm missing out.
0: Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Pokemon Detective Pikachu from 2019 also rated pretty well at sixty eight percent. Sonic the Hedgehog uh, from 2020 ranked in at sixty three. I mean, these are all I was more
1: not a fan of Sonic.
0: I thought it was all right uh, for what it for what it could have been, it was better. It was a lot better than I expected it to be, um, but it's not, you know, great or anything, but I think what all of these trend, these scores trending upward more lately is a good sign. It means that it may be small steps, but we're improving, right? We're improving over some of this, some of this garbage. Um, but those are your top three. According to this, uh, this doesn't include TV, of course, so we can't really include those, but um, I'm sure if we did, we'd have, we'd have a little bit more competition. Yeah. It'd be
1: a different list.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, I guess the bottom line takeaway here is what do you as listeners think the best adaptation should be? And are we turning a corner a little bit like comic books did? Because for me, it's an easy comparison. Comic books for a long time were just not respected. um, And it was a kid's thing. And then even when it became a teenager and then adult thing, nobody really wanted to, to really figure it out, to figure out a way to make great comic book movies. And there were attempts and there were moments and you could look back at the '89 Spider-Man or um, uh, Batman and go, "Okay, there." Tim Burton changed things. That's now we're moving in the right direction, but it's got a lot of problems, and so did a lot of other stuff at the time. And it really isn't until the Nolan movies, and then soon after the MCU, where you started to see this stuff get not only taken seriously, but being able to literally do what no one thought was possible, and that is make Groot cool or. <laughs> you know, uh, Thor worth watching or, you know, any, any of that stuff seemed insane before, but they changed that. And it, and part of that is just people growing up and then now they're in charge and they're making the movies. I think video games are heading in that direction where the next generation of directors grew up on Nintendo, grew up on Sega, grew up on their Sony PlayStation. They, they understand games cause they played them and they followed them And then they're going to be handed these licenses and they're going to make those films. And then suddenly we're like, oh, okay, it is possible to to turn this stuff into gold. I just don't think we're quite there yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's topic. I did want to talk real quick about the games we're playing this week. Uh, Just a quick mention of Forza Horizon 5, a very different horizon. (laughs) (laughs) No zero dawn here. Five dawn, I guess. Anyway, uh very very good game came out on Game Pass. It's also purchasable, of course. It's on Xbox Series S and X as well as, uh I guess, the Xbox. uh Let's see, Xbox One Pro or whatever it's called. What they call that? Xbox One X. That's yeah, the worst <laughs> naming conventions. Um, it it runs there as well, but uh, of course on PC as well. And it looks great. And if you like driving games, Garrett's gonna probably lose his mind over this one because he loves these
1: games. I, he has a whole like video game driving rig. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm sure this is on his radar. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's, he's absolutely nuts about it. Um, these are my kind of games. They're not too serious. They're not too goofy. They're right in the middle and that's my kind of racing game. And it's really, really fun. Um, I did a full review basically yesterday on course. So will check that out. If you want to hear that, I'm also doing the Skyrim expansion business in ESO this week. Uh, what was that called? Breadmore, something more Westmore, or,
1: oh, or, no, or, I can't remember.
0: It's not Bredmore. I'm sure of that. <laughs> it's
1: definitely not
0: You know don't Bed- think like it's Bredmore? Uh, what the hell is that called? Gosh dang it, my, my brain today will not remember shit. Graymore, Graymore. That's it. <laughs> I'm doing the Graymore line uh, as a break because, uh, like you, I thought I did the Blackwood stuff, but then they dropped another big story bomb. So I'm going to go back to that, but I'm so in the thick of this Graymore stuff, I can't stop. i got to like see it to the end. So I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to hop over there. That's where I've been spending my time. Uh, I know you've been ripping through that dark pictures thing. Speaking of scary video games, how's, how's house of ashes.
1: So house of ashes, I think is my least favorite of the three. Um, We actually did kind of a a deep dive spoiler talk about it on gamers in this week, but um, it didn't scare me at all, (laughs) (laughs) which is very odd for that franchise. And um so these games, if you aren't familiar with the Dark Pictures Anthology, have this like co-op thing, way to play so you can play with another person online. And so you see a different story. And so my co-host Ryan was saying he didn't like the second installation because um, there weren't very many scary parts. And in this one, it felt like he I was always hearing him say, oh, my God, I'm being chased by monsters. And I'm like, I'm walking around talking. (laughs) Like (laughs) So (laughs) it like it seems like there's a little bit of like an imbalance with um, like who gets what scary bits. And uh, if you kind of pick the wrong character, then you just don't get to see the scary side of the game. So. Um, yeah, the character I played through, or the side I played through in House of Ashes, I didn't find it scary at all. And they also had the monster in the trailer. So there was no kind of like anticipation or lead up. It was kind of like right from the get-go, here's the monsters, let's go. And so it wasn't as scary for me. Plus you were a military person. So like you were carrying around weapons and things and you could fight back, which is something you couldn't do in the previous two games. There was no fighting back. It was like you were just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like a an element of like helplessness that this one didn't have. So it's my least favorite of the three, but the next one looks super cool because like I mentioned the pre-show about loving true crime and the next one is actually based on America's first serial killer oh, so wow
0: yeah okay yeah and so it'll how, be it's the how many final games one are in there the in first series season. how many games in uh, the series right now
1: there's three right now the yeah. fourth one comes out next year and then they're taking a break and then they're going to do another four so they have eight planned in
0: total wow that's but such a weird story the game this game these games this is an odd thing I didn't I mean first of all you you're the one that told me about it I never even heard of it <laughs> and secondly uh just this ambition of we have eight planned and they're all mm-hmm. this and they know what they're going to do. And, and and then building up kind of this, like, I don't know, kind of underground audience for a thing that, that isn't all that mainstream. I don't know. It's just weird. I love it.
1: Yeah. It's like they made until dawn, which is not technically part of the, the dark pictures anthology, but yeah, they made until dawn and then they went, huh, that was really good and really fun. Let's just do a bunch of these. Yeah. Let's just keep <laughs> so, making it. Yeah.
0: And until dawn was the one that was a, uh, is that like a PS4 thing. It was like a slasher deal, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was. Um, yeah, it. I, I enjoyed Until Dawn quite a lot, actually. Um, and it kind of it had a lot of different twists and turns, and it didn't have the the play with a friend co op thing, but um, it was it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a really cool story.
0: I had that Hayden Planetarium or whatever her name is yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> the, I, I should stop now. I don't know any names today. Nobody's names. <laughs> I don't know any of them. Hayden Planetarium. I don't even think that's yep, right. That
1: sounds right.
0: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, And uh, like you, I'm looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn uh, Forbidden West. You're playing the original right now or what's going on?
1: Yeah. So um, I was playing it on PC, actually, and it kind of just made me want to get a PlayStation 5 and play like the updated version of Her- Horizon Zero Dawn. Because mm. I played it through like when it came out and then I've kind of gone back to it every once in a while, but I haven't done a full second playthrough yet. And uh, man, it's just, it's such a good game. It's like, I forgot how much I loved living in that universe. Like, I'm pretty sure it's it's up there, if not my favorite game ever. Yeah, it's um, such a good It's game. just, it's so good. and uh, But it's so hard to find a PlayStation 5. I don't have a PlayStation 5. And at first I was like, oh, it's no big deal. But now I'm like, we're months away from this release and I might not have the system to play it on. Well, so the, the good news I'm a little is, bit worried. The
0: good news <laughs> is nobody can get Series S and Xs right now. Nobody can get PS5s and nobody can get the new OLED uh, switches. So, yep. hey. Or
1: graphics cards. Or so, graphics even cards. Even PC gaming is <laughs> out. Yeah,
0: welcome to Chip Shortage Apocalypse 2021 everybody. You're you're yeah. not getting what you thought and they delayed that Steam Deck till February where everything else is. And including uh, Forbidden West by the way comes out February. Everything's in February. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It's not going to happen. Half the stuff's getting canceled or pushed. There's no way. They've top-loaded February like an, a nightmare. It's not happening. Uh but we'll see. All right. Well, that's what we've been up to a reminder that you folks are going to be the backbone of how the show continues to survive and thrive by supporting us at patreon.com slash instance. Head on over now and become a patron today. That's patreon.com slash instance. Before we go, uh, real quick here, anything going on in your world, Josh? you want to mention?
1: Uh, just the Extra Life stuff again, um, I promise I'll start to mention it a little bit less, but uh, yeah, we uh, we had an awesome game day if you guys are just jumping into the show now. Uh, but yeah, we had an awesome game day last Saturday. If you would like to support the cause, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2021. Um, we still have some team members that haven't hit their goals yet. So if you do want to donate to the Children's Miracle Network of hospitals, you can do so till the end of the year. So thanks everyone for all the support. It's been really, really great.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. I'm uh, glad you guys did so well with it. And let's keep that ball rolling. Uh, for everything else you want to check out, maybe, I don't know, you might want to be getting the two other parts, the other the other uh, part of the trinity of gaming shows here on the Frog Pants Network, which you can find at frogpantsplays.com. That's core where we do big industry stuff on a bit of a panel format and if you want to hear uh, about indie games that's what the boop show is for which happens on mondays it's all there at frogpantsplays.com so get all three collect them all catch them all something like that hey that's gonna do it for us thank you all for listening for watching for being a part of the show garrett will be back next week with me and jocelyn until then everyone have a fantastic one and we'll see you then